Whether you're across the street or around the world, you have millions listening to KLinLive.com. Hi, this is Howard Johnson, and you're listening to Uncle Earl on the Underground Experience.
I'm on a journey and to where I do not know, but I know it is the right thing to do. I have been around, even though this is my body, I'm transcending this body and my soul has been around. And we all do know each other. We are the ones who put up the walls. I have met another soul that I do know, not on this earthly plane, but from where we come from. And I want to bring him to you. Uh, a while back, I had him on the show. And, you know, it was a good, good sit down. But I really want to get to the roots of the situation. I really want you to know and understand who he is, what he is, and what he stands for. And that is the one and only Mr. Howard Johnson. How you doing, sir? Good. How are you, sir? Glad to be here. You know, and I'm glad to be here amongst the living. <laughs> get another chance to get it right. Yes, sir. <laughs> wow. This is, you know, this is this is nice. I mean, we, we've had a little conversation, but I really want the people to know more about you because you're so much more than so fine as we've, you know, laid out. And um, let, let's go. Let's go back. We, we went back in the interview, but let's really go back and talk about your roots a little bit. Okay. You're, you're Southern. Yes. And you come from... Florida, Miami, Florida, Florida, Miami, yes. Florida area, and and um, tell us a little bit about before you started singing. You know how how it was for you, just in the town, just um, growing up in 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 Miami, uh, specifically in uh, Coconut Grove, uh, right on Biscayne Bay. And as you know, people get to understand and hear and know my music a little better. I sing a lot about. Key Biscayne and, and Biscayne Bay and mm. being on the water because it was such a, a, a place for me to get away from, you know, all of the different things that were going on. Just simple life. Not that I had a bad childhood because I actually think I had a perfect childhood. Mm. I had parents that, you know, were there and supportive of me. I grew up in a, a black, white, Cuban uh, community that lent itself to gospel music, soul music. Uh, uh, Cuban Afro music uh, in high school. I sang a lot of opera. I sang a lot of uh, popular music along with gospel mm. and also did a lot of Broadway uh, stuff, you know, South Pacific, you really? know, Fiddler on the that. Roof. Oh, yeah. I, I cut my teeth on singing Andy Williams songs, sunrise, sunset, mm. sunrise, sunset. <laughs> I mean, I, I love those kinds of uh, songs, you know, Pied Piper, and, you know, I was in plays all the time. Mm. So, yeah, I had a very diverse background, even though my parents were, were very religious. I didn't get a chance to hear you know, secular music right. until I was much <laughs> older or whatever. And I grew up in the Church of Christ, which mm. didn't have music. Mm. So I grew up, you know, singing a cappella, oh, wow. you know, so I kind of understood. No choir. Yeah, I understood the blending of voices mm. and no amplification and no pianos and drums and mm. basses and just really being in touch with your voice. Mm. Wow. <laughs> That's... <laughs> So how did you get all of what you got? I mean, this is this that's amazing. Well, it it was really. about it, it was really about listening. Mm. You know, when when you talk about the great voices from the past, uh, Claire Ward and and Ward singers, I, I grew up listening to you know the the uh, five blind boys from Alabama and those harmonies and listening to you know Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, and and the blend of those voices, what you learn to do is you learn to listen mm. because if you listen you can hear what the next guy is, is saying yeah. you know what he's singing what he's saying how he's pronunciating what he's pronunciating and now with all the electronics and hmm. everything people are not paying attention
With your performance, did you study dance too and acting, or did it just become esoteric? Did you just well both osmosis? Both. How did you get? <laughs> I mean, well, both of my parents drink a potion. You know? <laughs> well, first of all, first of first of all, I have been blessed with a gift. Hmm. Um, I, I have to say that first of all. Uh, second of all, both my parents worked two jobs, so I was home alone a lot. I was a straight A student. Uh, I read a lot and I watched a lot of television. So when my parents were home, besides singing in church four or five times, you know, a week, when I was home. I would imitate everything I would hear on television from the sound of a helicopter <laughs> to John Wayne to Charles Lawton, whatever I heard on television, yeah. I would I would imitate it. Mm. And, you know, my, my both my parents sang and I was like, oh, man, this is like the coolest thing. And of course, when you're told not to do something, what do you do? You do. You it. do it. Of and I was told, <laughs> you know, that my my mom's parents wouldn't allow them to whistle in the house so of course i wanted to whistle in the house of course <laughs> uh but they they it didn't bother them that you know i mm. could whistle in the house <laughs> and plus they actually didn't want me to sing because i would always sing real loud mm -hmm. so to substitute i would whistle <laughs> and then i was told that my you know my great grandfather was like this incredible whistler and I was like, you know, obviously I'd never heard him before. So, right. you know, I was like, well, I bet he could do this. I bet he could do that. And I invented this crazy thing that I actually talked to my daughter, to my wife's uh, displeasure, mm. is to whistle and hum at the same time. 
And it's quite annoying, actually. Oh, I <laughs> so, never heard of that before. You've never heard that? Never heard of it. You know what? It. I'm, I'm going to do it right uh -oh. here on okay. your show. Okay, all right. There you go. <laughs> okay, what's up in there? <laughs> what you got? <laughs> well, it's it's being able to focus on more than one thing, being able to multitask. Wow. You know, and and you know, the a lot of people ask me, so well, you know, how do you do ad libs and how do you do this? And I've given vocal lessons to people that I can't mention mm. right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, I talk about the basics of singing. Yeah. And the basics of singing I can tell you in literally less than ten seconds period it's called breathing if you have enough air you can do whatever you want to do mm. so if i got enough air to whistle i got enough air to hum i got enough air to sing and people says well you know what did you study to learn how to sing <laughs> the thing that teaches you how to sing i can teach you how to breathe and i can give you the state of mind mm -hmm. and to teach you how to sing no piano can teach you how to sing because da 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 is not in one single popular song. Hmm. You know what teaches you how to sing? Life. I've lived and I live every day. And I take those things and I put them in files hmm. in my head, in my mind, in my heart, and then I just access them hmm. like great actors. You know, what is how, how does Denzel know to do this and do that? Life taught life. him how to act. Yeah. You know what I mean? So life has taught me how to sing. And that's how I look at it. So watching so much television and seeing different people at church and other people that were singing, and mm. I would imitate them. And it says, well, what was that about? Why Why does that guy that's sitting on the front row, you know, when the preacher is preaching, he's going, yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. Because he's lived he's that. Understands. He understands. He understood that story because he lived what the preacher was mm -hmm. talking about, what the Bible was telling the preacher to say he'd lived that. You know, and then once I got to know him, it was like, man, he's got a hard job. He's, you know, he's, you know, doing bricks all day. Right. And I worked with him one day mm -hmm. and then it was like, he was laying bricks and he was going, mm, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That taught him to sing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Life just taught him that along with the stories that were in the Bible that the preacher was bringing. Then I was like, ah, oh, so okay. So when the one and only job that I did have when I was working at Sears <laughs> and I was changing tires and I was underneath <laughs> that car and it was like, mm, oh, round and round. That's that feeling, Ooh, right? You know, and it's like, oh my goodness, you know. So it was life that was teaching me how to sing. So trust me, pianos don't teach you how to don't sing. sing right. Life will teach you how okay. to sing. And if you got enough air, you can do you anything. You can do anything, you want. yeah. Your kids, oh, oh, oh. Blue 
first impression There ain't Let no guessing I wanna, I wanna bring it back, back right here Hey, what's up? This is Norm Adams, and you're listening to the Ultimate Underground Experience with Uncle Earl on KLED Live. And you've had such a tumultuous life. You've had ups, you've had downs, you've had highs, lows, everything in between, and you're still here. Thank God. You know, and what could you impart on some, some of these upcoming artists right now? that really have not lived and just, you know, they're out there living and giving you all this, that they know what they're doing and, you know, well, they I, don't have the, the, the foundation. Well, I, I, I think they have their a foundation. Yeah, they have theirs, a foundation and, and it's their foundation. But I, I'm I sad to say it's pretty shaky. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm the voice of reason here. It's shaky. Right, right. Well, you know, that's a standing on shaky ground. Right, they, they right. Drop. I understand, hey. but I think what 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 has happened is is that our foundation may have been, you know, our parents in in giving us that foundation. Uh, the South uh, has its own foundation. My parents were part of that Southern foundation. Um, religion. Uh, was that foundation going to school, uh, listening to the different Broadway shows and getting that musical foundation, listening to, you know, um, different artists, Duke Ellington, Mm. listening to Count Basie, Ella Fitzgerald, listening to David Sanborn. I mean, I can go on and Mm -hmm. on and on. All of those things are part of the makeup that make me what I am, but I knew it had to be a lot of hard work along with the gift that I've been given. Mm. So my foundation is, is pretty broad. It's pretty strong. You know, you had to have the mindset of someone that may have been forgotten in in the new age of music. Someone like Sammy Davis Jr., who was the consummate performer, performer, the consummate entertainer. Early in my career, they would ask me, you know, who are you? What are you? And where are you going? And I would always say, well, I'm trying to be the consummate entertainer Mm -hmm. you know being able to dance uh i I did uh the first time i did soul train Hmm. uh so fine the summer of 1982 and it was unrehearsed at the time when don cornelius (laughs) had seen me you know sing and uh dance uh he said to me in the subsequent 
interview <laughs> he says says man you you really you know move pretty good there where did you learn how to dance like that and i said watching soul train and <laughs> he laughed and everybody in the audience laughed and applauded it, because i think it kind of surprised him because before the show um the soul train uh stage was actually on a m's lot and I was on A and M at the time, and before the show, you know, I said, you know, can I speak to Don Knews? And they were like, well, why do you want to talk to him? And you know, you you're just a new artist, right? And yeah, your song's number one right now. <laughs> yeah, well, what do you want? I said, well, you know, I want to sing live, and they were like, no, that's not gonna happen. I said, well, you know, I want to talk to him. So he came backstage, and a young man, you know, what is it? What do you want? I says, Mr. Knews, I want to sing live. He says the only person that sang live up to that point was Aretha Franklin, mm -hmm. Stevie Wonder, and Al Green. Mm -hmm. And he's going, you're new, and we're not going to let you do that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I figured, well, what can I do mm -hmm. that will bring attention to what I'm going to do? 1984, 83 or 84, Motown 25-year anniversary. Michael Jackson moonwalked. 1982. So fine. Hmm. Debut. Soul Train. Howard Johnson moonwalked 1982. <laughs> so. Didn't I wanted, get the hype though. Didn't get didn't the, get hype. the hype. Didn't matter. Yeah. But I just wanted to do something a little different to try to stand out to, to let people see. So hence that's why he asked, mm -hmm. you know, where'd you learn how to dance like that? It's mm -hmm. like, you know, watching Soul Train. I'm 
This is Mercury, and you're listening to the Underground Experience Radio Show. somewhat of a sponge you know since i was a small kid Mm -hmm. imitating what i saw on television heard on the radio what was saying by the preacher how he said it different singers and i was probably influenced more by my mom's Mm. singing because i found out later in life because my mom is very shy uh that clara ward and ward sisters had heard about my mom's Mm -hmm. singing in alabama and came to Alabama and came to, you know, my grandparents' house to get my mom to uh, perform. And she heard about it and ran and hid in the woods <laughs> for two days because she didn't, you know, want to be associated yes. with, you know, she was just too shy or whatever. But I, I'm just a sponge. Yeah. And, you know, my mom, 
incredible singer. So, you know, listening to my mom, my dad, and other different singers that I admired. And I'd actually heard, uh, you know, one of the members of the church in, in Delray Beach, Florida, mm -hmm. uh, a family called the Bush family. Whoo, you talking about singing? How many of them were there? Oh, I don't know how many bushes <laughs> there were or are, but I mean, you talk like about said. Sam Cooke. Mm. I mean, he to me, he sounded better than Sam Cooke because he had that same kind of timbre in his voice and all oh, he could take and hold out a note and his vibrato and he could go straight, you know, and it was like, you know, there was a woman in the Bible days. She was so rich. And I mean, mm. every song had a beginning, middle, and ending. Every phrase, every word, every ad lib. And I was just spellbound mm. by this. So, you know, they would have a program every fourth Sunday where, you know, all the different churches would get together and sing. It would sing. have a showdown. Oh, just... it was a, yeah. And it, it, it <laughs> but to hear the Bushes, because uh, there was a, a, one of the girls in the Bush family, Nuna. Nuna Bush. Oh, Nuna had a vibrato on something about. And I was like, oh my God, you can control, control. a vibrato and she could speed it up, slow it down, and then she could just go straight. And, you know, speaking of straight, when you talk about singers, how I'm influenced by singers, probably one of the greatest female vocalists I've ever heard in my life, Karen Carpenter. Mm. So when you hear these kind of iconic voices, how can you not absorb this? Mm. You know. So to answer your question, uh, I was a sponge. I'm still a sponge. Still you a know. Sponge. Yeah. Wow. In today's society, people are judged solely by the words they use in the newspapers they read. Regardless of race, creed, color, or sex, when people are given the chance to read something in a language they understand, there's no limit to what they can learn. Detotos, a bilingual newspaper dedicated to achieving just that. To find out more and ask for a free subscription, visit Detotos at www.detotos.org. That's www.detotos.org. Or call 323-468-3833. This is Darren Sononi, creator and cult producer of PopCat, and you are listening to the ultimate underground experience with Uncle Earl. Meow. We're talking about, you know, the world the way it is today, and I want to step outside of entertainment. Just as people, how do you feel about the state that we're in right now? Uh, what's that old saying? Uh, going to hell in a handbag? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, then. <laughs> speak my mind, okay, you say? Okay, all right. Um, all right. And, and, and the world's been in flux since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's no different now. Mm -hmm. I think what it is with the advent of electronic... Um, it's speeding it up. Exactly. It's mm -hmm. in, in, in what we're in, and I've always said this about music now, we're in the age of the fast food mentality. Mm -hmm. It's the same way with music. I think everything changed, and, and, and no disrespect to, to Burger King, hmm. but I think it all changed <laughs> when they said that we could feed you in 60 seconds. You remember when yes. that came yes. out? Mm -hmm. And I think things changed from that point because we weren't sitting down anymore as a family mm -hmm. and talking about what happened in school today. What, mm -hmm. How was dad's? you know day at his job mm -hmm. or how was mom's day at her job or whatever it was like you know what dad's gonna go out and do this and hey i'm gonna pick something something up from kfc no i'm sorry kentucky fried chicken right that's what it, what <laughs> okay. it, what it used to be you know but i heard they changed yeah. the name because they don't use chicken you didn't know that did you oh lord yeah yeah, my my daughter watched. Don't uh, do it to me. Don't do it to me, please. She, she don't do it. She watched the program oh, and, and how they changed the chicken and whatever, so they weren't allowed. I heard to call mention of chicken. something like a beakless chicken. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, you know, have beaks. What's so, that? Yeah. So you know, when 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 Those you can, breasts are really large. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So when you can when you can change up all of these different things, mm. and when you can say that. Uh, Chris Brown or Trey Song mm -hmm. is is they're old now. It's like really, 
You know what yeah. I mean? So it's, it's it's in and out. Like, you know, we, right. we want something new. We want something next. After I did my third album with A&M, it was like they were kicking me to the curb. And it was like, wait a minute, guys. Trust me. I, I can sing better than I used to sing in 1982. <laughs> trust me. I, I can still dance. I, I can, you know, and, and it, it, it seems that in our music that you have to do what I did in 1974, 75. Mm. Uh, There was a wonderful friend of mine that his name is David Hudson, incredible singer. Uh, And he was singing in Miami along with me and they called him the, you know, little Al Green, Mm. you know, and they called me little John Edwards because of John Edwards came from Miami that Mm -hmm. ended up being the lead singer for the spinners. And I remember the first time, you know, my my aunt had begged my parents to let me sing because they were very religious. Yeah. You know, he's going to go and sing at a club and we're going to show up. And to this day, one of my 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 aunts, uh, BJ Kelly, uh, follows me wherever I go. You know, really? she's an airline still, still follows me <laughs> to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. So I remember, you know, getting ready to sing and, you know, I got up and I was singing and everybody, you know, and this was back in the day when you could bring your own liquor to the club. Mm-hmm, you know, all right. they did was B-Y-O-B-B. For, yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> so, they, you know, people would bring their own drink and I'm, I'm up there singing my heart out and nobody's paying me any attention. Hmm. And I remember it was like it was yesterday. It was a club called Tita Green in in Miami. And I remember jumping up on somebody's table and kicking their their drinks <laughs> off the table and told the band to shut up. And I just sung something a cappella. Let me tell you, I got everybody's I'm attention sure that night. So I think what we have to do now is artists from yesterday, mm. so to speak, you know, old school is I feel like we have to jump up on a table now to prove that, Hey, you know, we can still make sing. some noise. We can still mm-hmm. dance. And uh, do we have to make some noise to prove to you that we can, yeah. Did you like love come down? <laughs> yeah. Evelyn can still drop it. Like it's hot. Mm-hmm. She can still mm-hmm. go. And I think Prince had to get up on the table and kind of right. prove to people. And it's like, now all of a sudden, Oh, Prince, it's like Prince has always been bad. Always. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you know, yeah. so I feel sometimes now I have to stand up on the table and prove <laughs> that, you know what? This is about meat and potatoes. This is, is not about going through the drive through. You right. know what I mean? It's still mm-hmm. relevant right now what I do, what a Freddie Jackson does, a Howard Hewitt, a Evelyn King, Lilo, Johnny Kim, mm-hmm. Keith Sweat, you know, people from back in the day yeah. that, you know. But what is really relevant is what you guys bring that is purity exactly. and truth. And, and with passion. With passion. And I'm not saying some of the new music is not passionate. I'm lying. I'm sorry. (laughs) I have a cold. (laughs) But, you know, somebody's got to tell it like it is. Yeah. It is what it is, you know, so. And here we go. I'm still going. I'm still, still, you know, going after it, so. Wow. And I'm right where I want to be. Right where I need to be. I'm right there. What you want, but I don't love And I don't need to test it when it's real I never change up And I don't want to when it comes to you I'm right where I want to be
If you look at history, if you read history, if you look at the red flags that you see every day, because in life, sometimes we don't pay attention to the flags, be it red, green, white, whatever. And sometimes it's too late when you recognize, because in hindsight, you'd look back and you go, oh, that was a red flag. Mm-hmm. And it's choking you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, or or realize that there's different shades of red. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and, and I think w- what people can do, and, and, and I don't want to get on a, a big kick about, you know, the Bible. But the Bible is history. And what's happening today has already happened before. So take the music the albums, the 45s, the eight tracks, the cassettes, and look at that as history, and it tells you... It's a blueprint. Yeah, it's a blueprint, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it'll tell you today, tomorrow, and the future about where you should go because your imagination, we've all been blessed with our own blueprint. So you take that like Bruce Lee says, well, take mm-hmm. a little bit from here, take a little bit from there, and put some of what you got with it and make it your own. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I applaud some of the hip-hop, some of the rap guys that have been able to draw from, you know, different areas of music in their life and, you know, kind of give Howard, you... Howard, yeah. just call it what it is, stealing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know, so what I can impart is that that you know, I've been a sponge. Yeah. I mean, because I I can sing you certain songs on on some of you know my past stuff and some mm. of my new stuff, and you know, it's like right there, I was you know that was my interpretation of Barry White. Mm-hmm. That was my interpretation of Prince. That was my interpretation. Yeah, but that's a, there's a difference. You know, there's honoring. Is outright stealing. stealing. Yes, sir. I, I I agree. I agree. I'm sorry. So it, it's a thing. <laughs> Look, well, I'm gonna try to help him out. Okay. It, 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 it's <laughs> a thin line between stealing and honoring. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. Wow. Well, thank you. You know, I, we could go on and talk all day long. Absolutely. But I feel blessed to be in your presence, and thank you so much for still being here and and shedding your love and light. Well, thank you. It, it's it's an it's an honor, and it's it's a pleasure to be able to to give back. Because Lacey, if if we don't give back, we're gonna explode with us. Okay. You or know, implode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that, that's why I feel that yeah. that I'm obligated to give back. And and at, at some point, maybe in in life, when when I win a Grammy, hmm. I'm I'm gonna dedicate it and and ask that it sits on the mantle of Harry Belafonte because you know I, I don't think he's recognized a lot for what he meant to music just in general. You know, just besides what he meant to humanity. Exactly, exactly. So, but you know. but the, how I'm calling music, I'm mm. calling music life. Mm. So yes, it is humanity. Thank you for mm-hmm. for you know giving it that that name. Yes. And yes. and I, I I would love to take that and put it on his mantelpiece and sit down and talk with him about because when I saw you know the documentary about what he had contributed i had no idea mm-hmm. that he brought that much to the table and the sacrifices that he made and how they jeopardized their lives every day mm-hmm. for us to be able to do yeah. what we do yes and i don't want to open up another can of worms but just think about all the things he was doing back in the day of Medgar Evers. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You talk about danger. The only okay. danger we he run was into on the front line. Yes, absolutely. The only danger we're going to have is going to McDonald's and eating one of them rubber cheeseburgers or something. Did I just say and that? And I digress. <laughs> <laughs> that will sit on your counter in your house for about a month yes. and it still looks the same. It's the same. Woo. Can we talk about it? Wow. All right. Well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, th- this is just a taste, but um, some good things are coming, and we're going to enlighten you with some stuff. We're going we're gonna to be doing some things, so y'all just going to have to stick around and, you know, try to catch it, okay? All right. This is Uncle Earl here with the man Howard Johnson. It's been a pleasure, sir. Likewise. All mine. So, y'all, get on it. Get it. See you later. Ciao. People all over the world join hands to start this love train.
Rage is located at 8911 Santa Monica Boulevard, West Hollywood, California, 90069. Telephone number 310-652-7055. You don't want to miss it. Be there. Good reporting never goes out of style. Listen to KLEDLive.com.